Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you online too. It's so great to be with you. It's so great to sing together, worship together, and play. Well, not truth or there, but this is two truth. Well, wait, is it called a truth and a lie? One truth. <laughs> One truth. Yeah, I've played like variations of the game, so I get confused. Um, so no, it's wonderful to do this together. And um, thank you, Erica, for sharing your heart. Um, yeah, let's um, do be prayerful about that, you know, and gather around that, you know. Um, yeah. And thank you, Pastor Wade, for your prayers. So we have now come to the time of the sermon. <laughs> and we have been going through the Jesus Way sermon, and today is our second last week. I'm going to do a very quick recap as to what we have learned so far. Um, here. So... Faith in the wilderness, when in doubt, hold on to Jesus. Just hold on to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, you know, we all have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Um, but the question is, do we let the Holy Spirit have us, have all of us? And um, we should not divide over disputable matters because um, unity does not mean that we have to be all the same. And we also learned about ministering in the margins, um, and what it means to be a stone catcher and power, to pay attention to the source of our power. Because the source of our power determines the shape of our power. And last week, Pastor Wade talked about how to love, let love guide us when dealing with offense. And so today we're going to look at truth. You know, um, you know, when we are followers of Jesus, we are truth tellers. And I think you might be thinking, but what do you mean by that, Pastor Brenda? I'm not dishonest, you know, I don't lie. What do you mean by that? When, when Jesus was um, interrogated by Pilate after his arrest, he said, um, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my servants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish authorities. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Then Pilate said, so you are a king. Jesus replied, you say that I'm a king. For this reason, I was born. And for this reason, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked, what is truth? That's a million dollar question today. What is truth? If the life mission of Jesus is so much about truth, then it makes this truth very important for us to know as Jesus' followers. Um, and that's what we're going to find out today. And then we're going to figure out, so what are we going to do with this truth after finding out? Okay, let us pray first. Jesus, as we sang just now, speak. Speak um, until the whole earth is full of your glory and cause us, your followers, to speak. Speak your name in this earth that badly needs to hear you and see you and encounter you. Amen. Okay, so um, as I was preparing for this sermon, I was asking around um, and I asked someone from our community a few days ago, hey, what picture comes to mind when you think about heaven coming to earth? And here is the answer. It's like the Care Bears. 
you know what Care Bears? Who Care Bears are? I'll show you a picture later. And they are in the clouds above, and when they see someone in distress on Earth, you know, they, they will come down in the Care Bears car, sorry, the Care A Lot cloud car to Earth. It looks like that. It goes to 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 and then to rescue the person in distress. And so, you know, so, so just thinking about what different people think about when they think about heaven coming to earth. And I wonder what picture comes to mind for you when you think about heaven coming to earth. And why am I, why am I talking about this, you know, when the topic today is truth? You know, we're here to find the truth. It's because, well, the truth is that the truth actually has a lot to do with heaven coming to earth. And if we start there, you know, we'll begin to slowly see the truth emerge. And that's where we're going to start. But I'm going to need you to use your imagination today. Okay, so I'm going to invite you to journey with me um, and imagine with me. Okay, when I say imagine, it's not real. It's pretend. Can you all pretend with me? Okay, so imagine Care Bears own Xiong Wan. And they really want Xiong Wan to flourish, you know. They, and then they, they asked Pastor Brenda, you know, to, to govern Xiong Wan according to their mandate, you know, under their authority. And so Brenda, Brenda enjoyed doing that for a while, you know. And for a while, you know, people were happy in Xiong Wan and um, people were flourishing. But one day Brenda decides, oh, you know what? I think I can do this on my own. I don't need you, Care Bears. I know what's best. And so Brenda rebels and then goes on to run Xiong Wan her way. And what does that look like? See, Brenda has this really crazy, unreasonable love for durians. And she just cannot get enough of it, you know? And so in order, you know, to fund this love of hers, you know, she increases everyone's taxes in Xiong Wan by a few hundred percent. And then she doesn't like it, you know, that people don't like durians. I mean, how can that possibly be? And so she makes a law that everyone has to eat durian once a day. And anyone who fails to do so will be stoned by durian shells. You know, it, it hurts me thinking about it, right? Oh, ouch. So, um, and as time passes, Everything in Xiongwan, you know, the, the structure, the institutions, the value system, its sense of right and wrong, they take shape around Brenda and her durian frenzy. The entire financial system, the entire social mobility system is built around that. Now, if you're loyal, like if you, are, if you can show durian loyalty, you get special tax rebates. Your children, they get to go to the best schools in Xiongwan. But what if you're allergic to the fruit or you just can't tolerate, tolerate the smell? That's really just too bad. You know, you're stuck. Church, does that sound absolutely ludicrous to you? Yeah, I see some nods, right? Yeah. And it's meant to sound ridiculous. But you see, you know, time passes. Okay, so as years pass, as centuries pass, what was once absolutely ridiculous became the norm. That's just how life works in Xiongwan. It is what it is. But that's not Care Bear's vision for Xiongwan, you know, the place they own and love. They want life in Xiongwan to flourish again, to feel like heaven again. But you know what? There is a problem, you see, because 
times have passed and things have become normal, the norm. Xiongwan, people in Xiongwan don't know the Care Bears anymore. They don't know the Care Bears vision. People have grown so used to life as it is, you know. There's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of suffering, but many have learned to survive. Some even thrive from the broken structures. And so it is with us. Tasked to run the world according to God's mandate, under his authority, we rebelled and we broke away from him. And the results? A world that does not reflect God's rule anymore. And so we have this separation of heaven and earth right in the middle. But this is not what God wants for the world. He wants his rule to be fully implemented on earth again, meaning heaven coming to earth. But like Xiongwan, you know, the earth has gone so far down a different trajectory that what would have been ridiculous in God's eyes have become the norm. What do I mean by that? You know, like what kind of life you get to live depends on where you're born. It depends on your skin color. It depends on your ethnicity. It depends on what you're good at doing. So there is a difference between good at cleaning the streets and crunching numbers. It's just the way the system works. And we live and breathe the air every day. It has become our norm. But have you ever wondered, like, you know, whether parts of the norm could be as ridiculous to God as that durian system? But you see, I don't think we can tell, you know, because we have been swimming in this water all our lives. And so someone has to come and tell us the truth about things, the truth about who this world belongs to, the truth about what this owner is like, and how he runs this world, or how he would like to run this world. For this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth, says Jesus. But of course, you know, the things that he said, the things that he did, you know, it's just so ridiculous, you know, to society's norm that people didn't like it. You know, he said, love those who are different from you. Really? And then he said, oh, you know, when offended, respond in love, not in kind. Wow, Jesus, where are you from? You live in the real world or not? John tells us that he was in the world, Jesus, and, and the world was created by him, but the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not receive him. You see, truth can be very confrontational. You know, it can be jarring, um, especially because, you know, sometimes you've gone so far away from that path that it, it just, um, it could make us feel guilty. You know, I, ever since I became a Christian at the age of 13, um, I, you know, I tried to be a good Christian. You know, I shared the gospel, I, you know, I help I with the poor and all that. And I felt pretty good living into those truths. And they are truth because um, that's what heaven should look like on earth when no one is hungry and people have clothes to wear. And then one day at a party, a potluck party, um, you know those shrimp cocktail platter? You, have, you can dip into the pink sauce. It's cold prawns. And so anyway, I was going to prepare that. And I bought two boxes of frozen shrimps from Thailand. Um, I think I'm sure you guys have seen it before. And I was getting ready to prep it. And this person next to me was also prepping something else. And this person said, 
You know why they are so cheap? And I was like, oh, okay, tell me, tell me more. I was like, do you know that a lot of human trafficking and slavery goes into making something like that? Families, kids forced to work 20 hours a day, seven days a week, and, and they have no freedom. That's why they are so cheap. You know, and how did I respond? I did not, I did not say, oh, I'm so glad. Well, I did say, I'm so glad you told me. But in my heart, I was like, wow, don't tell me this. You know, like you burst my bubble. Like, why did you tell me? And I'm thinking, maybe some of you who love prawn cocktails, cheap prawn cocktails, are probably thinking the same. Like, Pastor Brenda, why are you telling us that? See, I didn't like that truth, you know. Um, the truth just didn't sit well with me. Um, I think it made me feel guilty, honestly. But I think also it was threatening to take away from me the benefits that I was reaping from a broken system. You know, the broken system serves me, you know. Profit maximization serves me. And that's so much of what our society is about today, right? Cheap is good. Cheaper, even better. Cheapest, way to go. It's cheap. Always a good thing, you know. Maybe it's a good thing for me, but what about my neighbors, especially those who, who have been disadvantaged by society's structure from day one? Here's one way we can think about it. You see the person here on the lowest platform? A bit harder, right, for this person to reach out to get something to eat? And so I think, you know, um, it's, um, I think for most of us, we'll say, oh, look, come, let me feed you. You know, let me give you a piece of fruit. But we might not think about uh, why the platforms are like that in the first place. See, we are called to feed the poor and the hungry, but we are also called to confront unjust structures and tell the truth about those structures, about how the unequal platforms are not in alignment with God's design of the world. But it is the, the air that we breathe every day. And so that means that when we see people living like this, you know, we want to give practical help, but we also want to ask, like, what brokenness is there in our system that has contributed to this? Can I do something about that? This is part of what it means to join Jesus in bringing heaven to earth, to make his truth a reality on earth. So John Stott, a well-known preacher, author, theologian, he says this, if society goes rotten, corrupt, and evil, there is no point merely blaming society. That is what happens in a world full of fallen sinners left to ourselves. The question to ask is, where are the Christians? Now, <laughs> this could have all kinds of reactions, right? Like, could stir all kinds of reactions, right? I know for some people, it's like, okay, tomorrow we're going to go out there and we're going to condemn society and tell them what, what is wrong here. But is that what this is about? John tells us in chapter 3, verse 17, that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world should be saved through him. See, if we tell the truth about God, the, the world, the truth about God, and how he wants his world to run, we are 
showing God's love to the world is out of His love and not condemnation of the world, which means that this is not about violence or force. Jesus says, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my servants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish authorities. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Okay, let me pause and explain. Not from here doesn't mean floating up there in the clouds, you know, because not from here we can think we're floating up there in the cloud. But that's not correct. Jesus is saying, my way is not the norms of the world. I do not bring about my kingdom with force and violence. My kingdom is ushered in through self-giving love on the cross. So I want to save Durian land, you know, Miss Yong Wan. But it's not by violence against Brenda. I want to save her too because I love her. And the only way is to break the power of sin, of obsession, of idolatry, in this case Durian, over Brenda. And on the cross is where the power of sin has been broken, where Jesus triumphed over rulers and authorities, powers and principalities. And the resurrected Jesus, our Lord, is now reigning as King of the world. And He continues to bring His kingdom to earth in and through us. Through our lives, through our words, through our self-giving love. Wow, sounds so overwhelming, right? But you know what? It's not all on us. The king tells us that the Holy Spirit, also called the Spirit of Truth, continues to work in this world to convict the world, to expose the wrongness of the world's beliefs and value system. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. See, we are not the ones doing the heavy lifting. But we can do a little bit. Don't be overwhelmed, guys. We can do a little bit as we rely on the Holy Spirit to make our little bits count in the bigger scheme of things. Do you remember the question that Connie asked us just now at the end of the Shine video? What would you do to bring the truth of God's kingdom to the world? To Hong Kong. Okay, first of all, know this, guys, church. Most of you are already doing this in so many, many ways. In your personal life, in your work life, your involvement with our ministries, with our ministry partners, Mother's Choice, Crossroads, Sons and Daughters, as well as many things that I know some of you are engaged in outside of community church. So keep doing that. But I would like to add something that I would like to invite you to pay attention to the systemic and structural issues around you. See, this is an area that I have to grow in, you know, and I'm still growing in it. And I'm inviting you to join me in, in that journey as I do my little bits. Can I share my little bits with you, what I do? So my little bits. Okay, I mean, first of all, I know it sounds like, Duh. But, you know, get to know Jesus a little better, you know, because if he is the truth, he wants to tell the world the truth, then we need to know him. You, find out, you can find out more about the products you buy. Um, 
you know, after that prawn incident <laughs> with, with the person standing next to me, I was very stirred inside, a little upset, but then it just made me do something. I went back, Googled, it's like, oh, wow. And I grew, I grew, right, in my knowledge of what's happening around the world. And number three, ask questions about the water you swim in. You know, we swim in water that we're so used to, but maybe take time to ask, hmm, what is a lie and what is a truth? Because you don't know, right? We have swimming in it for so long. Carry a truth reminder with you. I was away in the summer months um, and I visited a church and they gave me this as a welcome gift. It says, in our city as it is in heaven. So I've been carrying this around. I know it's probably not as trendy as some of the other handbags, but um, every time we carry it, every time I have coffee and put it on the table, I see it. It, it, it reminds me that people around me, they're not product, productive digits. They are people. You know, and it begins to make me think about what's happening around me in the coffee shop, in the shops. Um, so maybe there's something you can think about. But also, prayer walk in the city. Um, you know, um, you know, we are in Xiongwan. Um, I walk, sometimes I walk back to Wan Chai and the, along the water is really, really nice. Most of the time, this is what I think about. Wow, I think there's a new restaurant there that I haven't tried. Well, you know, but perhaps, you know, I, I'm, I'm training myself to do more than that, you know, to ask God, how can I pray for this city? You know, the, the, the systemic forces that we can't see, what can I do about it? And I was just sharing the first service, and I put this upon myself even more because I'm not from here, right? And so it's very easy to want to take from this city, you know. Um, you know, but what, do I, what can I do to give and serve this city? And finally, pray. Not, not because it's the least important, but these things can be so overwhelming. They can seem so large that we can crumble under it. But if we trust that God is doing the work that he's doing, all the heavy lifting, we can join him in prayer, knowing that our prayer counts. And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to invite you uh, to pray with me right now. Um, You'll see in a bit um, red words and black words. I'll say the red words, and we'll all say the black words together. I, I'm going to invite you to stand, but you don't have to. If you feel like sitting down, you reflect better and pray better, feel free. Okay? But if you, if you like to, you can join me as we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom is a kingdom of truth, truth that speaks of your just and merciful rule, truth that unmasks the false gods that lies and deception in society, truth that confronts the ungodly norms that we've subscribed to. This truth is you, revealed in Christ Jesus. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Hong Kong as it is in heaven, your will is for your truth to be made manifest in practical ways. Your will is that we use the abilities you've given us to bless others. Your will is that we stand in solidarity with the poor and the marginalized. Your will is that we champion the cause of the powerless and the voiceless. Father, make your truth into a reality in the financial system, the education system, the taxation system, 
the welfare system, and the housing system in this city. May your truth call all pseudo-truth to account. Give us today our daily bread. Give us everything we need to be the church that bears your truth, that speaks your truth. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, our comforter, our helper, our advocate, our counselor, our wisdom and strength. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us for our ignorance. Forgive us for our apathy. Forgive us for our complicity, for getting caught up, whether consciously or unconsciously, in the idolatries of our surrounding culture. And help us to forgive those who have hurt us by their ignorance, their apathy, and their complicity. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Father, you know we cannot stand up under very much pressure. As you lead us to the test, do not let the test become a temptation, a seduction to sin, but deliver us from the subtle wiles of the deceiver against whom we are no match. Father, rescue us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>